Today on Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne, I welcome Preston Smiles, global and world-renowned entrepreneur, speaker, and coach, family man, conscious entrepreneur, author of the book, Love Louder, 33 Ways to Amplify Your Life, founder of Kaboom Coaching and co-founder of The Bridge Method, a badass messenger of love, Preston Smiles is a force to be reckoned with on the personal growth scene. And he also happens to be my son-in-law. We're going to talk about what do you attribute to your level of success. As someone who endured childhood traumas, how did you overcome them to reach success? What are the qualities of the ideal father? What qualities does an emotionally healthy, conscious partner have today in relationships? And how can they increase their satisfaction and sustainability in relationships? And what are the major problems going on for singles and couples? All this and more with Preston Smiles on Lessons in Life and Love. Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4 and Show 93 of Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I'm your host and global life and love coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about and to help you learn how to have emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious relationships and how to break free of toxic, painful ones that seem too prevalent today. It's time to help you create the life you desire and to have the love that you deserve. So if at any time during the week you're struggling, reach out to me for a life and love transformation discovery session and assessment. Just go to my website, rihannamilne.com and sign up. It's only $47 and has a $500 value. I'll meet with you privately and personally for one hour and get to the bottom of what might be troubling you. Okay, love angels and transformers, let's dive in. We are so excited today to welcome my son-in-law, Preston Smiles, who's such an amazing man, father and husband. I welcome him today. Let me tell you a little bit more about Preston before he joins the show. Leading cutting edge workshops all over the globe with his equally powerful partner and my amazing daughter, Alexi Panos. Preston has won awards like the Millennial Mentor of the Year. Preston's on fire, like his huge personality. Mr. Smiles has been featured on some of the biggest podcasts and in media platforms around the world, such as Impact Theory and School of Greatness, along with touching the hearts and souls of thousands of people daily through his provocative social media videos and writings. As author and speaker Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup of the Soul and Reverend Michael Beckwith, of The Secret and many other powerful videos and books has said, Preston Smiles is just unstoppable. Welcome to the show, Preston. Hey, Preston, so good to see you again. How are you doing? Amazing. Yeah, it's been a couple of days, but good to so, see you. Only been a couple of days. It was so great being out in LA visiting with you and Alexi and the twins. Finally get to meet the twins with COVID going on. We were concerned about their safety and I had to put that trip on hold for a while. But I came out all in scarves and masks and goggles to make sure these babies were safe. Really good to see you again. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to my listeners of Lessons in Life and Love. I know they 
have been excited to have you come and talk with them. They know a lot about you, but for the new audience that may not know about Preston, they heard your wonderful introduction. And I'd love for you to tell them a bit about what do you attribute to your level of success? How do you define success? Yes. I was just having a conversation with this and even just thinking about it while I was sitting outside in the sun with my shoes and socks off, feet in the grass, just allowing the sun to feed me. And and I'm currently doing a water fast. And I was thinking that those things, right, making time every day, every day for me has attributed to my success. And the time, right, so we slow down to the speed of wisdom. Mm. We live in a fast-paced, low-touch sort of society where everything's sort of moving fast. And that's one of the beautiful things about COVID-19 is that it's forced people to slow down a little bit. However, I think the first reason why I'm experiencing success is because I redefined it for me. I think that we've all been handed an idea. And the idea is car, nice house, 2.5 kids, X, Y, and Z, a couple trips to the Bahamas a year, nice neighbors, you're away from the riffraff. And there's just this idea about what success is. And so for me, I looked at the video game and said, I'm going to either reconfigure this game or I'm going to create my own. And mm-hmm. I think that the first place is anybody needs to start is, is, does this matter to me? You and I had a conversation where I was explaining, and this is deeply true for me, that I am committed to being the type of dad that's at ballet practice and then runs over to tennis practice and then is reading with them <laughs> in the middle yeah. of the day. I'm committed to that. So now I've, I have a benchmark that matters to me. I'm hearing too that, and I talk about this a lot, the first thing you need to do to be successful is decide. Decide mm-hmm. that that's what it is you're going to be in life. Is that a part of what you're saying? Like you have this benchmark, you have this goal, you have this decision? Yes. Mm-hmm. Literally look at and say and ask the question, is this true for me? Because I I think a lot of times, so many people come to me and say, I want to become a successful coach. I want to become, I want to become, I want to become. And I ask them, oh, it's not about becoming. It's about revealing what's already here. And why do you want that? Because if you want it to be famous, if you want it to be looked at and finally validated by your mom or dad or sister or brother or the person who called you fat or that person who called you a faggot when you were nine years old, then that is going to be empty when you get it. It has Mm. to be, it has to be a calling, right? We have to look within. The higher purpose. Yes. So re-looking at what matters to the self and then deciding. And then number two or number three in this case, would be designing, right? Really designing the life. And the design part is about separation. So I say elevation requires separation. Mm. So a perfect example of that is when I met your daughter, I was 33 and had just moved in. Like, I think Alexi and I were friends for a month Mm. and I was still in the apartment. And then after that month, I moved in with my mom. I'm a 33 year old man living with my mom, but Alexi and myself understood what I was doing which was I was separating from the things that didn't matter as much for the long term, right? So that $200 I was spending on that apartment in Hancock Park, instead of putting that money into an apartment, I took the money, I moved to my mom and I said, I'm going to use this to work on me. I'm going to use this to get coaching. I'm going to use this to design the life that I know that I came here to live. And so that's what happened. Loved it. Love it. Love it. And you and I have had a lot of chat about this because, you know, I specialize in those with childhood trauma and you went through quite a lot of dilemmas 
as a young man and a boy. Could you share some of those stories about what did happen to you? Because all my listeners do relate to childhood trauma. And then what was it that took you from that trauma or those messages that made you say, that's not me anymore, or I don't need to hear this anymore? How did you make that switch? Singles, are you really frustrated and tired of the dating scene? Just when you thought it couldn't get any worse or harder to meet someone wonderful, here comes coronavirus and our inability to go out at all to date. Now you're really feeling the pangs of loneliness and wondering, where do I go from here? Well, things will normalize soon and we'll all be emerging from our homes and dates in the real world will occur again. The question is, Will you be ready? I have designed a brand new mini series for singles called Success in Dating. Let's talk about love. I cover the top five dating frustrations and most asked for advice from my single over 20 years of coaching them, find them happy relationships. This is a part of my most popular intensive singles program, Dating to Mating, that is four to six months long, with a 150-page notebook, but you can do the mini-series at home in no time. It's a perfect way to tap into the quality of information in Dating to Mating and get amazing dating advice from me, your coach, on audio and video. Check it out at rihannamilne.com forward slash dating mini-series forward slash because it's time to have the love that you deserve. There's so many childhood traumas. And, uh, you know, I'm of the belief that we all have hundreds of childhood traumas, uh, whether we're <laughs> conscious of them or whether not. Whether aware of them or not. <laughs> one of them that really hit home for me, and it still shows up for me, I am experiencing what has been labeled dyslexia. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the 80s and early 90s, the school system wasn't as, let's say, interested in figuring out what wasn't working for me. And so I was about eight years old, seven or eight years old, when they took me from the normal class with all of my friends and walked me over to the bungalows with the mentally ill children. Mm. And I'm pretty crazy, but not in that way. And I made up a story about myself in that process because the school system nor my parents really explained it well. They didn't say, hey, Preston, you're a genius in all these areas that we tested you in. However, when it comes to learning and reading and these standardized tests, you don't do well in them. So we're going to put you in this class with these kids that are playing with blocks. They didn't say that. They didn't have the consciousness or the paradigm to take care of me in that way. Right. So I made up a story about myself that I was dumb, that I was stupid, that I was less than, that I was not worthy of anybody. And so if you can imagine, affected absolutely everything in my life. I worked at the elementary school as a SAC counselor, student assistance counselor, working with those kids, whether they had special needs or labeled and identified as ADHD, oppositional defiance, the kids that had to be pulled out of the classroom. And all of them felt different. They weren't good enough. They couldn't be like the quote, normal kids. And that was very sad. And we did a lot of chatting about that and how special they were. And it's very important, I said, for each child to find their special talent and where they felt that they excelled. So we worked a lot on that. Where did you take those messages? How did you transform them? I definitely went what some would call the wrong way. I don't call it the wrong way. I just went down a path. A bit of a bad boy, Preston? (laughs) Were you? Uh Uh-oh, you're talking to your mother-in-law here. (laughs) 
I went in a different direction. And it wasn't until one of my best friends was shot and killed on a night that I decided not to go. And this is my first understanding of intuition. That was like the big wake up call for me. Mm -hmm. And my dad made some calls and sent me to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to go to a high school with a woman by the name of Shirley Russell, who's one of my moms and amazing to this day. Yeah. And Shirley took me in. She had never met me. I had never met her. This is before the internet. So we didn't know what each other looked like or anything. She just took me in because my dad said, my son is scared and he needs to go somewhere. Mm. And I ended up going to a very wealthy high school just outside of Pittsburgh in a place called North Allegheny. At that school, I was the only black male in the school. And I was instantly the most popular and also had some gigantic awakenings and understandings that it's very difficult to rise to low expectations. And mm-hmm. what I recognized that the kids at my former school were drinking, smoking weed, doing stupid boy stuff and going to jail. And the kids at this new school were doing the exact same thing. And they were all white kids, but they were going to Yale. And so that d- distinction and that difference sort of opened up a world in my mind where I, st- I realized and recognized that there was a system set up for me and all of my friends to fail. You talk a lot about the system during the Black Life Matters rallies and campaigns. You're out there speaking a lot and writing some very profound and meaningful messages about trying to understand what you would have gone through versus me and my culture and what we would have gone through. Yeah. We really do appreciate those messages. Absolutely. Yeah. That was enough to open up some space. And that ended up me going to college. And I cheated my way through college all the way through. You did. (laughs) Every single test. And this is an important distinction or thing to talk about because although my location changed, the trauma that lived inside of me was still there. Mm -hmm. And so I always felt like an outsider and an imposter. And so I would study nonstop in college and then still cheat because I had to win. I had to win because I knew air quotes here that I wasn't like. (laughs) that I wasn't smart like them. And so I had to work harder and cheat to beat the game and the system. Interestingly enough, on my last year of college, my mom called me and she said, baby, I know that you went to school because of me. And I'm thankful for that. But I want to ask you something. I said, yeah, mommy. She said, if money was an object and you could actually follow your dreams, what would you do? I said, well, I would be an actor. You know, you put me in that acting camp when I was younger and I loved it and I excelled. She said, well, I want you to do that. I'll help you and be there for you no matter what. And that confidence had me walk into a theater on campus and I auditioned for a play called Love Letters and I got the lead role. That's great. Yeah, the person who directed that and was over the theater department said, young man, you have extreme talent. I want to take you under my wing and help you get into a graduate school. And so that's exactly what he did. I ended up getting into a bunch of schools and I chose Louisiana State University and decided on day one that I would not cheat one single time just to see what I was made of. Sure. And there was nine of us in the class, three-year program, and only two people graduated with a 4.0 and I was one of two. Yes. 
<laughs> no, that's wonderful. And I know you love the acting and that experience of acting lends a lot into your stage performance today and your video performances. Then you were into acting and the modeling as well. I got to finally see your portfolio from Wilhelmina. What a gorgeous guy <laughs> in all your outfits. And when did the modeling open up for you? When did that happen? I graduated, moved to LA and instantly booked a couple jobs and on the jobs there was a job i booked with a company called tilly's and everybody on that job was a wilhelmina model except for me they said oh man you need to be with wilhelmina you'll get more jobs x y and z and so they introduced me to their person their person was like yes and then the rest is history and i was modeling and acting in la but i got sick i had a heart condition come up when i was 25 oh. and that's the reason i'm here today i'm standing here today because of the heart condition the heart condition scared me enough to make me want to study and think differently and to question the system even around food because a part of what was happening was my body was breaking down because I had been eating the same way that my parents and their parents and their parents had eaten. And I was stressing the same way that my parents, their parents and their parents. And so it was, it was like being passed down. And once I recognized that things like McDonald's and liquor stores on every single corner. And the way that we were being marketed to was a direct attack on our own personal sovereignty and freedom. I disconnected from all of those things in a vegan and had an awakening that reminded me that this was also why I'm here, which is to go back and to teach and to help and remind people of the one truth, which is love is all there is, was, and ever will be. So is that the segue you made using health and nutrition that got you into teaching and coaching? How did you get into the coaching world? The health and nutrition stuff was just behind the scenes. It was for me. Okay. Uh, I didn't want to die. I didn't want my heart to stop. And that was for me. What was also happening at that time was my girlfriend at the time, her mom heard about it. And she said, Preston, I'm so scared for you. And I just want to give you this book. I know you don't read because of the dyslexia, but I think this book would help you. And I was so desperate and so scared that I took the book. And the book was called Ask and It Is Given by Jerry and Esther Hicks. Ah, and awesome. Within the first few pages, I remember dropping the book from, I was so angry and blown away because it said our thoughts become things and we create our own reality. And I'm a 25 year old man who's never heard that statement ever in my life. This is pre-secret. This is pre all of the things that we now know. There was no podcast. There was nothing talking about this. Nobody I knew on the planet talked like that. And the so, spirituality concept. Now they were also into a course of miracles. So did you learn that philosophy? I did. Yeah, I, I love that philosophy. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Learned that also in my young 20s. Yeah, no, yeah. you did a lot very early and passed that to your beautiful daughter. Um, yeah. I didn't have that same experience, but it was powerful when I did wake up. So I love that story. And then to go into coaching, so you became spiritual and then you learned about personal transformation, not only for yourself and then others. And this is the thing for any of your listeners who may be in this space. When you light yourself on fire, when you deeply fall in love with yourself, you become a magnet for people yeah. all over the world. And what was happening was everybody in my direct circle and then a few circles out were having this experience like, yo, P, you're different. Something about your energy, something about your power, the way you're standing in your body, the way you look, everything is different. What are you, what are you doing and how can I get some of that? And so that is how I started coaching because so many people 
kept asking me, hey, can you help me too? Yeah, we call it aura, that energy, the light, right? The light just attracts. And as I coach my people, the same thing, it's like when you love yourself and you're living in truth and honor and integrity and you really love who you are, that shows up, you know, you just shine. And then therefore it's so easy to attract a partner or multiple partners into your life. It's not so difficult. And you enjoy the process more because you're making friends in the process. It's not like I need somebody, I gotta have somebody. So I love that example that you use. Now you coach a lot of men and you've recently become the father of our twins that were born February 21st, Sian Zahara and little Kingston, who's two and a half now. That was a big change in your life from one to five, you know, one child to five of you. You're just in great. I've been witnessing it, but what advice do you have for the dads out there, the men that want to be good fathers? What's working for you and Lexi that you would like to share? <laughs> well, it goes back to redefining, right? That men have been fed for a long time. You have to have all the right answers and you have to be doing it right all the time. From Dirty Harry to Arnold Schwarzenegger to Rambo to everything that we've been sort of pushed towards. It's this idea that you are the hero and you have the right answers and you always know and you're always on top of things, which is one of the reasons why the suicide rate is much higher in men than it is in women because of the programming and the conditioning from a very early age. Mm. And so I choose not to buy into that programming and rather choose to buy into an understanding that, and this is my truth, God has never made a mistake. My children, part of my job is to hold a space in a container for them to teach, learn, and grow. But the teaching is also to me. And so it's fun for me. The reason why I'm, I'm thriving in it is because it's fun. I'm actually learning from them. Their presence, their creativity, their story, their, their um, willingness to express themselves when they are having an experience all is me learning from them and mm -hmm. so whenever we're curious curiosity and boredom don't go together right so if i'm curious then i'm not bored and when i'm curious i'm, I'm learning i'm creating and that it's this beautiful unfolding thing it was funny little kingston put on his sneakers and he put on one yellow sneaker and one blue sneaker and he was so happy about that decision. And you looked at him and it's like, okay, that's what you want to wear? All right. You just totally accepted it. And I know you dress very artsy and creative. And I'm thinking, uh-huh, he must have gotten that from dad. <laughs> but he's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So just allowing them to be creative themselves, to choose their own clothes when they're able to do that. And everything is just okay not to squelch that love and creativity and that excitement level in what it is they choose to do. Yeah. And you know what it is also is I listened enough to people like yourself and my mom and different people who've had children to know that this time won't last forever. Right. And so it goes quick. And so instead of trying to like survive, I'm asking myself, how can I thrive? How can I really relish these moments and, and take them in and enjoy them so that when they are a 25-year-old looking at me like, hey, dad, can I get some money? You know, I can like, wow, and know that I didn't miss anything. You know, of course yeah. you're going to miss, but I just know it's so precious. It is precious. And looking at Alexi, who's now 36, 
soon to be 37, I'm seeing her and my other daughter, Stefana, doing some of the rituals that I brought them up with, which is great, as well as seeing how remarkable she has grown up to be. You know, also a very successful coach. For those of you that don't know, it's Alexi Panos. I think one of the couple things you bonded on was that you had strong mothers who are like mother-father in a lot of ways. Also, the spirituality was very important for the both of you and the creativity, as well as the wanting to help to change the world. And she was putting water wells in Africa and you admired that. And you really bonded on a very deep emotional level, not the superficial, wow, she's hot, he's hot kind of level. You know, there was attraction there, but that deep friendship and respect for who each other was to the core, the inside, you know, who are you? What were you doing in the world? And you both had this mission and you were both creative. You were both models and actors, you know? So it was quite interesting, the similarities that you guys had when you met. Do you see as a parent and watching her now parenting, it's such a joy. You know, she's a fabulous mother and very patient and loving. And I remember one interview we did on parenting and business and mother-daughter stuff. She said to me, mom, I don't remember you yelling at me not one time, like not one time. And I said, well, you know, to teach a child, the word discipline is from the Bible and it means to teach, you know, and kids aren't supposed to know better. It's our job to model and to teach what it is that you want them to learn and do. She kind of really grabbed onto that. For the listeners, I mean, always be a teacher, always be that guide, always model what you would like your kids to do. You can't say do one thing and then do another yourself, right? You have to live in that integrity of saying and doing at the same time. You're going to have and make mistakes. Of course. Uh, What's more powerful is being able to apologize and own that. Yeah. To be able to look out in the in the face and say that wasn't okay. You know, mommy made a mistake. Daddy made a mistake. I'm I apologize. I'm deeply sorry. And to rectify those things, also I think because you no know, nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to do things, especially in stressful moments that they're not proud of. But right. it's how recover that to me makes the biggest difference. Yeah. And with childhood trauma, the research all shows it goes through the generation. So of course your parents came from some childhood trauma. So they may be acting out from some of their emotional wounds. So it goes through the generations. The best that we can do is to become consciously aware and really work on ourselves and constant growing through personal transformation, reading, learning, coaching, and become the best that we can be. Yes, we're going to make mistakes, but that's part of the learning and the growing. For sure. Okay, Preston. Now, what does a conscious, emotionally healthy man, a partner, a husband, how would you describe that? And how can men increase their satisfaction and sustainability in a relationship? Well, let's talk about what conscious means, right? So that's, it's awareness. A man who is aware of his shadows, a man who is aware of his own joy, a man who is brings, and I teach my men the real estate term, location, location, location. And we talk about being above the line and below the line. When we're above the line, we're in curiosity, we're in our love, we're in our joy, we're in our peace, we're in our abundance. When we're below the line, we're defensive, we're shut down, we are in fight, flight, freeze, and appease. And what I remind them is, is that it's impossible not to go below the line. The question is, is how fast and how quick are you willing to, and we, I teach them a method called catch and release, like 
when you're fishing, right? So how quick can you catch it, breathe into it, allow your physiology and your body to, to change and then release it and celebrate it. Again, it goes back to one of the main reasons why men are killing themselves at alarming rates and other men, many men are experiencing slow suicides meaning they go through their whole life and then they have their midlife crisis, which is actually a midlife awakening. It's the thing that they could have had when they were 26, 27, 37, but they wait until they're 50 or 60, go get the Porsche and the X, Y, and Z and decide. I think that's the answer. The answer was hidden somewhere in there. It's not about the Porsche or the dyeing the hair or whatever the case might be. It's about actually owning their own needs as well. Men, as much as women have also been taught to be people pleasers and be submissive wives and all of that stuff, men have also been taught some very unhealthy things. And one of the things, this may trigger some of your listeners, but one of the things my men understand is that oftentimes, especially given the times that most of us were raised in, we were raised more by our mothers than our fathers, right? This is across the board, you ask a hundred men, who did you spend the most time with? It's usually gonna be their mom. Especially baby say, boomer generation. The dads just weren't around, yeah. And so then I say, okay, how possible do you think it is that your well-meaning mother also had traumas from men? All of them, very possible, They're deeply mm -hmm. possible. Fantastic, so we're on the same page. How possible do you think it is that the things that she was hurt by men the most, she tried to make sure didn't exist within you? Everybody goes silent because they start to realize that a well-meaning, beautiful, powerhouse mother of theirs potentially tried to extricate the wild man inside of that little boy. And in doing so, or the cheater, or the liar, or whatever the case may be, in doing so, caused trauma in itself. Because the boy, and I can say this for myself, I've said this to my mom, she knows it's out there. My mom, I remember being about five or six years old and we'd be walking down the street and she'd say, Preston, where am I? And I'd say, well, you're standing right there. And she'd say, no, where am I standing? And I'd say, I, I don't know. And she'd say, I'm standing on the outside. A woman never stands on the outside. You protect your woman. Oh, okay. On the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> on the surface, this is sweet and beautiful and she's teaching me how to be a gentleman. Right. Well, on a subconscious level, what she's also teaching me is, is that when women are around, I'm on duty. When women are around, my life and my feelings don't matter. And so you keep doing that over year after year after year, and what you're gonna get is a separation. This is why the porn industry, the sex trafficking industry, all of these stupid, terrible things that are happening that are fueled by men are rampant. And I know because behind the scenes, when it's just me, and 30, 40, 50 men, this is what they talk about. Mm -hmm. And I hold the mirror, I say, hey, this stuff, gotta go. Porn, yeah. you wanna work with me? Porn's gotta go. You wanna work with me? Alcohol's gotta go. You wanna work with me? We're gonna take a deeper look at all of these things. Do you because think this sex and the alcoholism is a form of escapism? Sure, okay. absolutely. These are a bunch of neutered men who have the job, have the title, have the money, but what they don't or they haven't accessed in a long time is that part of them that is a wild man, that part of them that is untamed and free. And so what happens is, is you lock a, a little boy in a cage and say, big boys don't cry, and big boys are gentlemen, and big boys are this, and big boys are that. After a while, that big boy 
when he's old enough. This is why the priest and all these people were molesting little kids. When you restrict somebody, something's gonna burst out of that restriction. And so as a society, we have something to do here. That's why your work is important, why my work is important. All of us are holding one piece of it, saying, hey, let's heal together. I'm the biggest advocate for all of these things going away. The question is, is how? Right. Now, do you think that it's the training of, I know you did say it, big boys don't cry. Don't talk about your feelings. Be a man. Don't be a sissy. You know, you're not allowed to cry. You're not allowed to talk about these things. And they have to keep all those feelings inside to be the strong one, you know, to be the boy. And then when they become men, they're not in touch or comfortable with sharing their feelings. They feel embarrassed to talk about their feelings. That makes me look weak. How can I say these things? So I do a lot of re-education and communication when I have a couple come to me because the men either are passive aggressive, they shut down, but then they have anger because they're not allowed in their minds to express and their women are pushing them like, well, can't we talk about this? Can't we? And they're pushing and he's retracting. So there's a whole new dynamic of reteaching and retraining. And I'm sure you do that with your men. Where do you see the happiness level? Where does it start evening out for your guys that you teach? Hi, singles. Are you really ready to have a love relationship? If you're not sure, it's time for you to take the love test. Couples, you're in an exclusive relationship. Do you or your partners have any of the red flags you should be concerned about? Do you think you or they have childhood trauma? Go to RihannaMilne.com and do the free love test. There are tests there for both singles and couples. If you have any concerns after taking those tests and reviewing the answers, then sign up for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session and Assessment. This is a one-hour private session with me where I go over your love tests and get to the bottom of where you're stuck and what the next best move would be to get you on your way to having that life that you desire and the love that you deserve. It's time to learn how to move forward to reach all your goals and dreams. Go to RihannaMilne.com, my website, and sign up for the free love test or simply just directly go to the Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session tab. And I look forward to meeting with you to see how I can help you best. Week one, I put them on an assignment to do a primal scream. So they're to go somewhere in nature, take their shoes and socks off if they can, and scream at the top of their lungs, beating their chest, just allowing the energy, because energy is neutral. It's neutral until we name it. The body is a living library that stores every trauma that we've ever been through. And so if these traumas are stored since 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 15, 20, 23, 27 in the body, what I help them do is to start taking some of those things out of the body through these practices. Now, okay. by the time they end my program, this is not even the same person who walked in because that along with re-looking at the things that they've learned, their limiting beliefs, doing practices like blessing five men in their space, like actually calling, doing clearing calls with people who they have energetic ties to that they haven't cleared. All of these things are a part of what we call above the line man. And so it's- Conscious awareness, right? Mm -hmm. And and dealing with any of that past pain and not letting- it's sit inside of you anymore, freeing you from that. That's beautiful. What do you think is a top issue going on between couples and singles today that they're struggling so much with love, finding love, in love relationships? What is the major deal out there? And is it different for millennials 
people in your age group versus the baby boomer group? What, in your opinion, is going on? I think that a lot of people suffer from selection anxiety, where they think that there's always something better. And the moment something comes up that doesn't fit into their current paradigm, that they want to run away. Whether you're single or in a relationship, this shows up a lot. And what's under that is this idea that they're right about their paradigm. They're right about the way they think and view the world. And right is subjective and relative. We become powerful when we can look at, detach, disassociate from the idea about he needs to be tall, he needs to be funny, he needs to have this kind of job or X, Y, and Z, and ask ourselves, what is the universe bringing to me? Because out of 7.7 billion people, if this person's in my space, that's a miracle. What are they here to teach me? What am I here to learn from them? Do I need to go on a journey with this person for four or five years, and then they set me up for the person I'm meant to meet? Well, the current paradigm that we have is like every person has to be the one. Well, yes, they are the one, and they're the one for now. I dated two people before Alexi that I knew weren't it, but I knew that they would help me prepare myself for Alexi. Okay. Do you think, and I try to have my clients think more in this way when they're out there dating, you're there to meet new friends. Just mm. relax. Don't put the pressure on yourself. Is he the one? Or on the date, are mm. they the one? Where you're showing up and you're so intense and you're so nervous. No, why? Why be nervous? You're just meeting a new friend. Keep it light. Keep it easy. And then if something evolves from that, that's great. And if not, then at least a beautiful relationship can blossom from that. I've had relationships with the opposite sex that have lasted years and years and years because we started as friends and we remain friends and that's great. So you have love in different stages, right? Love is all around. So it doesn't have to be only save all your love for this one primary person. Give your love to your friends, your male friends, your female friends. And when you're in that loving zone, then it's easier to attract that romantic love as well, right? Okay, awesome. So tell us a little bit about the programs that you offer. If you can give us a summary of those, how people find you and what would they learn in your program? So I have a few different programs. I have a program called Amplify, which is about raising your vibration and manifesting the life of your dream. That one is time to amplify.me. And it's eight weeks and it's absolutely amazing. It's practicality meets spirituality. It's relatively cheap and it's absolutely amazing. And if you're listening to this podcast and want to get it, I have a pretty amazing discount for you, which Great. Amplify Now. If you type in Amplify Now, the code, it makes this program almost free, which is a huge discount. That's amazing. Uh, Thank you. I have a program called Kaboom Coaches, which helps coaches build their practice and their business and have clarity, confidence, and cash flow in their coaching business. And that's really just about helping coaches step forward, helping them work on the things that matter the most and not get caught up in the minutia and perfectionism. We teach high intention, low attachment and progress over perfection. And so we just keep pushing them out there and teaching them how to speak to clients, how to position themselves, how to seed in interviews and things of this nature to create a vortex and a space for their clients to show up in. Love it. With coaching, for those of you who are interested, it really does make a difference. I mean, they talk about the 1% coaches, which Preston is one. That means they're making a million and over. Then there's the 5% who make over 100,000. And then there's the rest. So what is the difference? 
the coaches who get coaches. <laughs> That's the difference, learning from the best of the best who have been there. And I have watched Alexi and Preston, who are both in the 1% individually and also as a couple, really work very hard in the early stages. I remember you were sitting at that dining room table in your other place from 7 a.m. till midnight, working on marketing and, and all the strategies. So I, I really admired your tenacity to keep going, but the purpose drives you. The vision drives you. So it's part vision, but it's also skill. And learned a lot from them over the years. There's so much more for me to learn. I'm a newbie compared to them because I did the traditional psychotherapist route in private practice. But the coaching is so much fun. But don't aggravate yourself. Invest in yourself instead and get yourself an incredible coach that's in the 1% club. That's all I got to say. It's really important. And you have one with Alexi that you do all over the globe. Do you want to talk about that one? Yes, we have a in-person event called Bridge Experience, which is absolutely amazing. And deep soul, heart, spirituality meets experiential somatic work where we really work on what's stopping you and helping you build a body that can hold it. There's so much that can't happen when we are online, that can happen when we're in the same space and we can get in your face and help you and push you and give you challenges and make you laugh and make you dance and make you sing and make you <laughs> all kinds of craziness that helps us break free from the wounded ego that's running most people's lives. I love that every program you mentioned is a spiritual component. And my folks that work with me also know they often come to me with no sense of spirituality, but that is such a key part of healing the trauma wounds and taking that risk along with intuition and growing the confidence. Having that spiritual piece is like so important to growth, change, and transformation. So Preston, where can they find you if they want to reach out to you and ask you further questions about your programs? PrestonSmiles.com has all of those things on it. So PrestonSmiles.com or at PrestonSmiles on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, the whole thing. Jazz, Google search him. He's all over the place with millions and millions of followers. <laughs> all right, my love. I love you dearly. You know that. I call myself both mom and Rihanna to you and your son that I'm very, very proud of. Again, publicly, I want to thank you for taking great care of Alexi and the babies and being that the man that you are. Thank you for sharing your time with us and I'll see you soon. Thanks, love you, bye-bye. Okay, love angels and transformers, that's all we have time for today. Again, Preston Smiles, I wanna thank you for being here on the show. And to our listeners, we appreciate you sharing the mission of helping to change the way the world loves, as well as sharing the show link to those that you love and care about. Please take a moment to subscribe to the show, give us a five-star rating, and go to the website LessonsInLifeAndLove.com to hear the other fantastic shows and guests. You can always share the show link from there. Remember, you can reach out for help at any time on my website, RihannaMilne.com. Listen to over 180 educational videos on my YouTube channel of Rihanna Milne. And while you're on my website, download the free ebook about how to have the love that you deserve and the free book chapters of my number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and its sister book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. Because as always, I am here to help you create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very beautiful, blessed, and safe week. 
We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.